Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there, my name is Shalene Johnson, and thanks so much for joining me today on The Shalene Show. Don't forget, I have another podcast that you can find in the business category, specifically for those of you who have a business or are interested in starting a business. I cover everything from how and if you need to build a website, how to grow your email list, Facebook marketing, and everything in between. That show is called Build Your Tribe. But today, we're talking about something I think everyone can relate to. And that's when you've got someone in your life who you know or who you care about, and you're trying to help them, and for whatever reason, even though they might say they want your help, they just really don't. And how do you know when it's time to let it go in one ear and out the other and stop giving them advice, stop offering your help? Or should you hang on just a little bit longer and stay by their side and help them through this? How do you know? How do you know when people are truly ready to make a change? That's what we're talking about today. Off to the show. So today I want to talk to you about how to know when it's time to let go And when, in fact, you should stay by somebody's side and be that one person who believes in them, that one person who actually said, I know you can do this and I know you're testing me because it's a fine line and it's frustrating sometimes and it challenges us. And it's really, really difficult, especially those of us who we feel called to help other people and we see greatness in others. And sometimes it's difficult or sad or frustrating when they don't see it for themselves. And I know so many of you are in network marketing or in sales or your business coaches. And for you in particular, it's really frustrating because you meet people all the time who you're like, oh, you are so perfectly positioned to crush it. Like, dude, do you know you have freaking everything? And you can see amazing things happening for them, but for whatever reason, they just don't. It can be very frustrating if you are one of those people who you love helping people. Sometimes we do it though because we like being a know-it-all. I admit sometimes, especially in the past, I used to be really bad at this. I used to be so bad about kind of like forcing my help on other people or people who, hi, yeah, thanks. I didn't ask for your help. I didn't ask for you to like redesign everything in my life. You know what I mean? And I had to catch myself. Yeah, a rescuer a little bit, but that's almost like making it sound better than what it really was. Because sometimes it's not always about rescuing people. And the only way I was able to kind of break that habit is to realize that it wasn't that I was trying to rescue people. It was more so that I was trying to save the day and get credit for it. You know what I mean? Like I wanted that validation. Yes, exactly. I wanted validation. I used to do that all the time, not because I'm like, you know, Mother Teresa. I'm like, oh, I just want to help. I just want to help everyone. It really wasn't for it because I would try to help people who I didn't even know. It came from an insecurity. It came from a place of wanting to have people like me, I guess. So now I recognize that's one of the reasons why I would do it because there's no other reason 
why I would try to help people who I not only didn't know, but I could already kind of tell they didn't want help. Here's the first thing I want to share with you, because this is my first takeaway from just observing myself is I was taking precious time away from people who really were in a position to want to learn and really were in a position where they needed help and guidance or just someone to believe in them. Number two is it doesn't make you feel better when you're trying to help someone who doesn't want, who isn't in a position. And you know, you guys, you can look in someone's eyes and no matter how common sense what you're telling them is, and no matter how much you think like, this is so duh, why don't you just do this? You can just see it in someone's eyes that it ain't going to happen. And so then you feel bad about yourself. You're like, why couldn't I help them? Why couldn't I be the one to teach them? Or like you start to doubt yourself. So the strange thing about that is you keep trying to validate that you are a good teacher or that you can help people. And you keep searching for these people that need help, but don't want it. And that's the difference. It's people who they need the help. They need that aha moment, but they don't want it yet. And so it does feel like rejection and it does takes energy away from people who really do need it. And it makes you feel worse about yourself. And it oftentimes will create a resentment in you towards the person who's just not ready. And maybe they'll never be ready, right? You never know. So I wanted to talk to you about that because this weekend at Smart Success, we talked a lot about like living a life with purpose. And I'm going to really personally try to get myself out of the habit of saying living your purpose or finding your purpose, because I think that's part of the reason why people really struggle with that concept is because speakers and authors and leaders and people who are on video always say, find your purpose. And we should try to figure out who started that phrase. The phrase is limiting. The phrase has been skewed. The phrase has been misinterpreted. That's why I think so many people are freaked out about finding their purpose, right? And that's why I record these in my office and my shelves are lined with books and a whole bunch of them are about finding your purpose. And so there's no other reason why there'd be so many books and so many topics and so many conversations related to finding your purpose, except for the fact that we've overcomplicated it. And because really that's, you know, higher power, whatever your higher power is. I personally am a Christian, but whatever your higher power is, you know, if you have a higher power, you believe that there's a reason why you're here on this earth, but it's not one reason. It's always, regardless of what age you are or your occupation or your position or your situation, I believe that no matter what stage of life you're in and what you've been through, you've been through something probably. And whatever that is, you should try to help other people. That's how you live a life of purpose. But there isn't a purpose, right? Other than to help others. And it's always what I've been through thus far. So, you know, when I was younger, I could help people in many ways, but only with the experiences that I'd already been through and only with the limited number of challenges and obstacles that I'd faced by the time I was age 18. So was I living my life a life of purpose when I was 18? Sure. It just wasn't probably a very deep purpose yet because I hadn't been through much. And so the more challenges, the more tough times, the more sticky stuff you have to get through, the more heartache, the more challenges and, you know, nights that you spend crying and days that you spend worrying and the more hardship that you have, 
the more you have the ability to reach more people because you have more to help people with. So it's simply like looking for people. You're looking for opportunities, not looking for people like, like I used to, like, oh, there's a guy, there's a guy over there on aisle six who looks really stressed out and maybe I could help him. Like, you know, like that's a problem. I think that's what I used to do. And now what I do is I open my eyes and I'm more present to realize when there's someone standing right in front of me asking me for help. And I do believe, uh, again, I don't want to get all like, you know, I don't want this to be like just about faith because it is for me, but it doesn't have to be about that for you. But it is about like seeing something and being quiet enough to realize that there's somebody right there in front of you who is positioned and wants to receive your help as opposed to constantly seeking people who they don't want it. They don't want it. And so you really can't help them. And it's really challenging, especially when it's someone we love because we don't want to give up on them. You feel like you're giving up on them. I'm just going to keep pushing and I'm going to stand by them and I'm not going to stop. But isn't it funny how it's so difficult oftentimes to help the people who are closest to us? Like they have access to the person who has what they need, right? Like, dude, I've been through this and I'm your friend. Hello, this is what I do for a living and I can't help you with this. It's just, isn't it funny how the world works that way? And sometimes the people who we are closest to, sometimes someone who lives in your own home, we can't help those people. But it makes us better teachers. And I think the reason why that happens in our lives is because it's God's way of teaching us to be patient and not to push or to force our help on others, but rather to be aware enough to recognize, to look for the opportunity that somebody is in a position to receive. Here's a moment that I want to spend, and I don't normally do this because I really truly believe I'm just a work in progress, but can I tell you I'm so proud of myself because this has been a true challenge for me. I am so proud of myself because every year when we have smart success, this is our fourth year, and every year there's a bunch of people who I invite pro bono every year because I know they need it every single year probably between, I'd say, 15 to 25 people. And the first year of those 15 to 25 people, a eh, couple people came the entire time. Couple people went into the modules when I gave them the academy. Couple people. But out of 15 to 20, that's a pretty low statistic. That's not too good. And the next year, we had a few more. And the next year, a few more. But even last year, there were a few people who it's like, I know their life. I also know their potential. And I knew that there were speakers they needed to hear last year. There were lessons and exercises that if they could just stay in the room for one hour, their lives would change. But as you might expect it to happen, those people who I had decided you need to receive this, but they hadn't made that decision. So all those people last year, I wanted them to be there and I wanted them to hear a very specific message because I knew, man, if you could just, just this one little thing, it could change everything for you. And <laughs> if they came, they always missed that session if they came. But I'd say about half of those people last year came and stayed the whole time. So doing better, progress. I know I've had this problem and it's something I've been working on for a long time. And last year I was pretty proud of myself because I made a lot of progress. Like 50% of the people stayed the whole time. And those people who only came in for like an hour here or an hour there, 
when I looked back at it this year, I was able to recognize that those were people who I reached out to and they hadn't connected with me about smart success or about these changes. They were just people who I knew in my life. They needed this. So I had to recognize that there was nothing they had done that said, I'm here and I'm ready. It was me saying, okay, let me force this on you. And that's exactly why God wanted me to see that they weren't even in the sessions they needed to be in. You know, it's one of the reasons why when we put together the Smart Success Itinerary, I don't allow us to put on the itinerary what we're going to be covering because if we put on the itinerary what we're going to cover, people who need that subject will stay in their hotel room during that hour because we don't want to do that which we know we need to and that which is uncomfortable. So that's why we never put the itinerary, like the topics that we're covering on our itinerary. So that was last year. Fast forward. Right after Smart Success last year, as I did this morning, I write down some notes on things that I want to see differently, things that I know we can improve upon, things that would make it better for our attendees, things that would make it better for us, and things that just allow us to improve the system, but then also things for me personally so that I really, really, really enjoy Smart Success. And I have to tell you that as much as I shouldn't have allowed it to distract me or bother me, in years past, I would look for those faces of the people that I knew needed to be in a particular session or there on a particular day and they weren't there and I would let it bother me. When meanwhile, there's 1,300 people who are there. My point is this, we worry so much about the people who aren't ready for the message and we question ourselves and we question our own motives and we question our own ability to make an impact on others when there's so many other people who are eager and hungry and ready and positioned to receive your gift. So this year, after looking at my notes, I decided to go about it completely differently. And this year, I made certain that I didn't invite anyone who I thought needed it as much as I wanted to. I didn't invite them. I let people come into my life or I let people show me in my life that Not only were they hungry for information and someone to share their experiences, but they would implement the things that I had shared and then come back and say, here's here's how this worked. Not me testing them or telling them that this was going on. There were several people that I've had on my heart all year long and have connected with them. People you probably don't even know. People who aren't even in business. People who aren't on Periscope. Just people I know. I just wanted to say that because I'm not talking about people that you've ever seen on Periscope or even in social media. They're just people who are in my heart. And repeatedly throughout the year, those same four or five people kept reaching out to me. And then when they would say, I did this, and they would reach out to me and they'd say, I, I did this. And for me, that was like, this is confirmation that this is someone who is positioned to receive. And it feels so much better to work with people who are positioned to receive. It's hard to feel like you're living your purpose or living on purpose or living with purpose when your advice serves no purpose because the people you're trying to help aren't ready to receive it. So I'm so happy to tell you there's only one exception I can think of. There's only one person, one out of like 15 people, 15 people that we comped everything for them this year. I mean, attendance and a few people we helped with flights and a few people we helped with other things, but not because they asked. I want to put that out there. But of all those people, there's only one who came And this person wasn't in the session that I really, really, really wanted them to be in. Everyone else was there 
the whole freaking time. Yes, that is awesome. And I might add that one person didn't seek me out. They didn't ask me if they could come to Smart Success. I saw something in them that, man, I wanted to help them with it. But they're not in a position to receive it at the moment. I was just trying to catch you before you hit rock bottom. But sometimes you can't, you know? Sometimes you just can't. And I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And I have to put it out there that I am so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself because it means I'm doing it for the right reason. And it's not about ego, right? And I know that's challenging. It happens to all of us. It can be something so simple as you're trying to help somebody with their nutrition or their exercise or their relationship. And no matter how much you love them and want to help them, it's just they're not in a position to receive it. So I am going to encourage you. Here's my call to action. It is for you to identify on paper right now the name or names of anyone who you're guilty of trying to help them and they're really not in a position to receive it. They may be saying they want the help, but you can see in their eyes And you can certainly observe in their actions and behaviors and their attitudes that they are not yet in a position to receive it. And you have to love them and pray for them and think the best of them and not judge them. You should also free yourself of that obligation because it's not your responsibility and you will be there for them when they reach out to you and demonstrate through their attitudes, their actions, their behaviors, that they are now in a position to receive. You'll have to hold your tongue so that you don't say, I told you so. Oh, I've been telling you this for years. You're going to have to not say that. As hard as that is. That's my message for you today. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousCompetenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down, or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is, while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337, and that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence, and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, 
you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you want to be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. 